You know, when it comes to the Christian life, I believe instead of diving in and going into those deep waters of faith, the waters that I believe are full of joy, full of satisfaction, adventure, instead of experiencing the very best that God offers, too many of us stay in the shallows. We play it safe. I mean, we splash around where it's safe and secure, or so we think. And when it comes to to faith, I find it interesting because as Christians, many times we talk a good game. You know, we uh, look the part of a deep water diver. You know, we go to church regularly. We serve. We're in a small group. Uh, You know, we avoid areas where we're tempted. Uh, We even pray once in a while. And in reality, friends, we're all geared up. But we're not going anywhere. And I believe in those moments of quiet reflection in our lives, as we're splashing around in our little pool, I think we go, is this it? Is this it? I mean, I I thought there would be so much more. And I I mean, how does that happen to us? You know, I, I think it happens over time. And over time, I think as we face something new, whether it's a new challenge or a new obstacle, we we find ourselves in in this uncharted territory. We find ourselves in a position where God wants to stretch us or we have an opportunity that he wants to help us grow in our faith, that what happens is we panic and we retreat and we get back in the little pool. Again, we think it's secure in there, but it's just something we think. And so we sit in this very cloistered environment, and we look around from our little pool at all the opportunities that are out there, all the adventure, all the possibilities, all the challenges. And fear kicks in, and it paralyzes. I mean, it gets in your head, you know. I don't have what it takes to meet that challenge. I don't have what it takes to face that obstacle. I don't have what it takes to be a parent or to be a leader or to be a believer or or whatever. I mean, anybody ever felt that way? You felt like, you know, you're a little bit short, you know? I mean, we've all been there. And, And it's important to understand that God does not want you to live with that kind of fear in your life. You know, I believe too many Christians, in fact, I would say too many churches, kind of confuse this um, milquetoast mentality for a thing called humility. And they go, oh, well, we're just being humble. You know, that somehow we, we buy into this idea that God wants us to feel this way, to feel like we're not worth much, that we're sort of weak and feeble and unable. And I want to argue just the opposite. You know, Ephesians, the first chapter, says, Apostle Paul writes, he says, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know his incomparably great power for us who believe. You know, 2 Timothy, Paul writes, and he says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, of self-discipline. And my prayer today for you 
is that God would open your eyes. That God would open your eyes and that you could begin to see how great God's power is in your life, what's available to you. That God's power is greater than whatever your inadequacies are. And trust me, we all have inadequacies. In fact, turn to your neighbor and tell them, you're inadequate. (laughs) Felt pretty good, didn't it? (laughs) Okay, that's enough. (laughs) Because God has given us this unbelievable power, I think when we look on the horizon at all the opportunities that are out there, that we would get out of that kiddie pool and that we would venture into the deep, that we'd experience the best that God has to offer. You know how great's God's power? Well, it's amazing. It's amazing. I think about the fact that God keeps this world spinning. I could just spend all day trying to get my mind around that, or that, that God keeps the sun rising and setting, you know, that he hangs billions of stars in, in the sky. And I was thinking this morning as I was looking at the moon, and I thought, what if I got up one day and it was gone? You know, it, there's just so much power, and God keeps this universe in order. And that same power is available to transform our lives. The Bible says that God wants to take our, our feelings, the, those feelings where I don't have what it takes, and he wants us to understand that's okay, because he's got what it takes. I mean... How do you experience the power of God in your life? I mean, when you, when you learn to see God and realize God is adequate, instead of viewing and looking at your life and looking at your inadequacies, I think you've got to make this shift in, in your thinking. Then you begin to set aside your doubts. Then you begin to venture out of the shallow waters. Then you begin to experience the best God offers. And you have a new sense of strength and power in your life. And in a real way, in a real sense, it builds your confidence in your life every single day, every single step. How many of you remember the movie Castaway with Tom Hanks? Remember that? Yeah, it's a, it's a good movie. Tom Hanks, uh, there was a FedEx commercial that came out right after the movie where he's stranded on this island for all those years. And uh, at the end, he delivers one of the, the parcels. And so they did kind of a spoof on it. And they got a guy that was kind of a lookalike Tom Hanks. And he delivers this package to a suburban home. And lady comes to the door. And he explains that he has survived for five years on, on this island. And that he had kept the package just so he could deliver it. And so he hands it to her and she says, thanks. And then he's kind of curious about what's inside, and he asks what's in it. And so she opens it, and she goes, oh, nothing really, just a satellite phone, a global positioning device, a compass, a water purifier, and some seeds. (laughs) Here's what I believe. God's given you an unbelievable resource if you just open it, if you just access it, if you just get out of the shallows and turn to him. And we've talked in this series a lot about the, the fact that life is challenging. It is tough at times. Situations, storms, you know, things mess us up. And that you get a, you get a choice in life. You can either choose to get mad or be bitter or de- develop an Eeyore mentality. You know what I mean by that? You know, the poor me. 
my life is bad. You ever notice everything's a question with him? But, uh, you know, I think sometimes we adopt that mentality. And you know what? That's not the way God intended for us to live. I mean, we can respond to life that way, or we can begin to live the way God wants us to live. In fact, I would argue that God wants you to live power-packed lives. And there are two areas that I believe we need power in our lives. I mean, we need God's power to move from this world to step out to this world. We've got to get out of the shallows. We, we need strength for that. We need strength to start living in the deep waters where you, where you find adventure, where you find God. Let me ask, any of you ever have trouble starting something? I mean, we all do from time to time. I mean, how many of you have been postponing something in your life? You know, maybe someday I'll do whatever. What is it you'd like to change about yourself? What is it you need to change about yourself? But you just can't get motivated. You just can't get started. You know, Paul writes in Romans, the seventh chapter, he says, I often find that I have the will to do good, but not the power. The Living Bible says it this way. No matter which way I turn, I can't make myself do right. I want to, but I can't. I mean, does that describe you? I I mean, I find myself there sometimes. I want to do the right thing. I want to do the good thing, but I just don't have the power. And what I want to say is good intentions, it's not enough. You know, sometimes you've got to get out of the rut. Sometimes you've got to break free. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know how to start. I don't know about that situation. Sometimes you face a situation and you're ill-prepared for it. You know, you don't have the ability. You don't have the talent, the energy, the intelligence, the background, the money, the, the power to navigate it or whatever. I mean, what do you do? What do you do in that moment? When your best isn't good enough. When you come up short. Well, I'll tell you what most people do. They retreat into the shallows of life. They retreat to their safe, little, secure environment. They become satisfied, get this, watching life instead of living life. And the good news is, You can get the power you need to get out of that boat, to get out of that little pool and start living life and experiencing the best that God has to offer. You know, Philippians 2.13 says, Paul writes, he says, For God is at work within you, giving you the will, catch that, the will and the power to achieve his purpose. The will and the power. God wants to strengthen you. God wants to give you the power. God wants to give you what you need to step out of that little pool. And get this, there's something else you need power for. Once you step out, you need power to keep diving deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper in your life, whatever area of life we're talking about. I mean, it's one thing to get out of the shallows. It's one thing to start whatever it is you're going to start. But... Many times when people get into the deep waters, 
They stop there. And what happens is they quit advancing in their lives. They, they quit going deeper. And what happens is they kind of hang out on the top of the water. You know, and God says, not only am I going to give you the power to get out of that little boat, that little pool of yours, but I'm going to give you the strength to keep diving, to keep going deeper in your faith, to keep diving deeper and deeper and deeper. You know, the psalmist says this, Psalm 6, says, I'm worn out, O Lord. Give me strength. I'm completely exhausted, and my whole being is deeply troubled. That describes life sometimes. You ever said that? I'm just tired. I'm just tired. And God says, I'll help you. I'll give you the strength. No, I like to, Solomon was so full of wisdom and he kind of hit the wall and he wrote in Ecclesiastes, he says, I looked at everything I had tried and it was all so useless, chasing after the wind and there was really nothing worthwhile anywhere. I mean, you ever felt like that? Like you just hit the wall? Maybe in your career, maybe in your marriage, maybe with your kids, maybe with your health. I mean, I've tried all kinds of things, and it's just not working. I don't know how I'm going to keep going. I don't know how I'm going to keep diving deeper. You know, I just want to stay on the surface. I give up. I just want to stay here. And the Bible says, you know what? God's going to give you the power not only to start and get out of the shallows, but he's going to give you the power to keep persisting, to keep diving, to keep pushing yourself beyond what you're capable of on your own. Isaiah writes, he says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. His understands no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary. Young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Did you catch that? God's going to give you the power. God's going to give you the power to keep pushing it. He never runs out. He says, they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Now, I know that when I hit the wall, when I'm out of strength, there's something I figured out. I can tap into God's strength. That God's power is unlimited. I mean, it, it just keeps coming and coming and coming. And I know as I say that, some of you are going, oh, okay, Damon, that, that, that may work for you. That doesn't work for me. I mean, I, I've been a Christian most of my life. And I've never felt God's power in my life. And if you're thinking that right now, you may be right. I mean... Because God's power isn't automatic. There are things we have to do to tap into it. You know, most Christians never experience God's power in their life, I'm convinced. Because we don't do the things we need to. I mean, we're all geared up. You know, we're doing all the stuff we're supposed to do, we think. But we fail to take the steps to appropriate God's power. So how do you, how do, you do that? How do you do that? Well, the first thing you have to do, and this is going to sound kind of strange, but you have to admit you don't have power. You don't have the power to do what's needed. I mean, you may have all the gear. 
You may be doing the right things as a Christian, you know, serving and small group and all that. But at some point in your walk with God, you have to realize that you lack the strength. You're not quick enough. You're not smart enough. You're not strong enough. You don't have it all together. And I said this last week, um, that when you play God in your life, act like you're in control, it jams you up. And what happens, I think, in those moments is we either splash around in our little pool, or if we did get enough strength to get out, we splash around on the surface. And if you're still under the, the, you've got the idea that you can handle this on your own, you know, I can do everything, I'm, I'm okay, I don't need God, well, you're just going to splash around on the surface and worry about drowning all the time. You know, this, I'm self-sufficient. You know, early, early in my life, when I was a teenager, and I think most teenagers are like this, you believe you can do anything. Do you remember, can, you, can you track back to those days? You thought, you thought you could do anything. Come out of high school, you think you're invincible. And then about two days later, you realize, whoa. <laughs> I mean, you hit a problem. You hit a challenge. hit a frustration. And you realize you don't have the power to push on through it. And I believe part of maturing in the Christian walk is coming to a point that you understand you have limitations. Realizing that you are not God. That you can't control everything. That you're human. That you have weaknesses. That you struggle in life. The Apostle Paul, he said this. He says, God said to me, where there is weakness, my power is shown more completely. Therefore, I've cheerfully made up my mind, Paul said, to be proud of my weakness. That sounds strange, doesn't it? Because they mean a deeper experience in Christ's power, for my very weakness makes me strong in him. When we pretend to be self-sufficient, catch this, when you pretend you're self-sufficient, you short-circuit God's power in your life. Because, again, you either play it safe and you stay in your little pool, or you splash around on the, on the surface and you use all of your energy because you're worried, I'm going to drown, I'm going to drown, I'm going to drown. And you, and you know that, but you don't let anybody in. And at some point, you just have to admit, you know what, I'm inadequate. I lack the strength. I lack the power to do whatever it is that you're trying to do. So admit your lack of power, and then we're going to hit the faith thing here, and that is believe in faith. When you get out of the shallows, when you hit the deep waters, you need faith. And we make it so mystical. I mean, you need faith to see you through. You know, Mark 9, 23 says, everything is possible for the one who believes. Jesus said, according to your faith, it will be done to you. I mean, if that's true, and it is, by the way, then it kind of hits you with a couple questions. And that is, what are you expecting God to do in your life? Or what are you expecting God to do through your life? You know, God works according to a thing called faith. And since God has unlimited power, 
I believe we shouldn't limit God because of our expectations. You know, I've said that before. Our expectations many times is what limits God. God has given us deep water diving ability in our lives, and yet we tend to want to stay in the shallows. You know, there's no problem too big for God. There's no challenge too great for God. There's no dive that's too deep for God that God can't handle it. The issue tracks back to a thing called faith. You know, what am I willing to believe God for? So, we have this thing called faith. It affects how we talk. In fact, I want to suggest that you need to speak in faith. And I'm going to kind of break this down you know second corinthians uh paul writes he says with the same spirit of faith we also speak because we believe you know you must verbalize your faith you must announce it you must state it what are you believing god's going to do in your life and through your life because the size of your goals in life are determined by the size of your god i mean If you were to show me, if I was to go around this room and say, show me your goals for your life, I could tell you what you're believing God for and what you're going to do on your own. And many times when you look at people's goals, they don't need God. And they wonder, why isn't God in my life? Why isn't God moving? Well, God doesn't need to because you can handle it. You know, James 3 says that the tongue is a rudder in life. I mean, most of the time when I've heard messages on that passage, they talk about the negative aspect of the tongue, you know. It's one of them, uh, as a teenager, they'd be, watch your tongue now, and, and they would use this, this scripture. But I want to talk about the positive aspect of the tongue because the tongue is a rudder. It can guide a, a mighty ship. It directs the course of life. It determines whether you live in the shallows or you get into the deep. You know, Proverbs 18.21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. I mean, what, what are you saying about your marriage today, about your job, about your health, about your finances, about your kids, about your problems? What are you saying? Because many people are waiting for, for God to do a miracle, but they kind of short-circuit it by the way they talk. You know, they're believing in one place but they're denying by what they say in another place. You know, it goes something like this. I believe God's going to save my marriage. Oh, man, my marriage is awful. Who cares? You know, I'm praying that my kids will come to have a tight relationship with Jesus Christ. My kids are hopeless, man. They're incorrigible. You know, I want God to help me break A bad habit. It's just the way I am. What's the use? Who cares? You see see what I'm talking about? What we say and what we're believing, many times they don't jive. They don't don't work. They work against each other. Watch what you say, and then you have to just dive in faith. And this is really vital. Don't miss this. You've got to step out of the shallows. You've got to get in the deep. You've got to begin to dive in whatever area it is. And you've got to keep moving in the right direction. And what happens is God sees your faith as you're taking the steps and moving. It's what Christians 
called many times acting in faith. And God watches that. See, he wants to share his power with you. But he's waiting for you to start moving. Some of you, some of you are waiting for God to do a miracle in your life. And you're waiting on God, you think. But I want to challenge you today and say, you know what? God's waiting on you. God's waiting on you. God's waiting on you to take a step out of the shallows, get in the deep water, and begin to dive in whatever area it is that you're trying to change or get a, get a handle on. You know, there's a story told in Mark 14. The disciples are out on a boat. Big storm comes up. Different storm than the one we talked about last week, okay? And I'm, I've decided don't hang out with the disciples on boats. <laughs> but... They're on the boat, storm comes up, Jesus isn't with them this time. And when the storm hits, they're kind of freaking out, and then Jesus comes walking on the water out to them. And they freak out even more. And Jesus realizes that they're confused and they're afraid. And so he calls out to them. And he says, it's me, don't be afraid. I mean, can you... Can you I try and get my mind around that moment. Peter, and I love this guy because he just kind of jumps and says what he needs to say. He says, if it's really you, ask me to come to you. Now, what he was saying was, hey, that looks pretty cool. You walking on the water? I want to walk on the water. Come on, invite me out. And so Jesus did. Jesus asked him, he says, come ahead. Jumping out of the boat. See, this, this guy's got some serious faith. Jumping out of the boat, Peter walks on the water to Jesus. But when he looked down at the waves churning beneath him, he lost his nerve and started to sink. Notice, Peter had to get out of the boat first. He had to start walking toward Jesus before he experienced the power of God. And as he's focusing on Jesus, he's walking on the water. And I picture Peter kind of going, Ooh, cool, look at me, man. Yeah. But then he remembered the storm. He starts watching the waves and the sea, and he starts sinking. He starts to drown. And this is important. Peter, Peter is focusing on Jesus. Things are good. He focuses on the problems, the waves, he starts to drown. Then he focuses back on Jesus. And Jesus said, or Peter cries out and he says, Master, save me. Jesus didn't hesitate. He reached down, he grabs his hand and says to him, You have little faith. Why did you doubt? Faith, friends, will determine if you get out of that little world. Faith will determine whether you step out of the boat, whether you sink or swim in your life. You've got to dive faith first in life into whatever the deep waters are. You've got to take faith and pack it, put it on your back, and it'll allow you to leave the shallows. It'll allow you to get out of the little pool. It'll allow you to hit the deep waters. And get this, it's okay if your faith wavers along the way. It's okay if you fail, hear this, fail once in a while. Peter failed at a point. 
And Jesus was there to catch him, there to save him. And those times when I've tripped and I've stumbled and I've fallen and I'm drowning, Jesus is always there to save. And here's what happens. If you keep at it long enough, exercising your faith, what you will find over time is you focus less on your problems, less on the situation, less on the struggle, and more on Jesus Christ. And pretty soon you find you can walk on water. Not because of you, but because of God in you. I mean, so what if God's powerful? I mean, if you don't take advantage of it, it really doesn't matter, does it? I mean, some of you this week are going to need God's power. I mean, and it's available. It's there waiting. What What are you expecting from God this week? What are you expecting God to do in your life this week? See, we're limited because we choose to be limited. And we limit God because of our unbelief. And we live with just a fraction of the power that's available to us in our lives. You know, I've, I've shared many times with you that every week, when, when I think about sharing God's word with you, that sometimes it overwhelms me because... First of all, there's all kinds of needs. I mean, we're all over the map out here. And there are times I become very intimidated by that. It's like, okay, what what am I going to talk about this week? You know, sometimes I feel inadequate. You know, you add with that the fact of the eternal implications that lay on the line on on a weekly basis. And then just kind of a sense of accountability to God. And I'll be honest, there are times it just scares me to death. But what I've found through the years, that when those fears kick in, when that weakness kicks in, I'm strong because God is there injecting the strength in me. You know, I've experienced God's power in my life. I know that. I understand that. I get it. And it's not because I'm anyone special, because I'm not. I'm just a normal person like everyone else. But because, this is why God puts power in my life. Because I'm willing to get out of this tiny little world that I can control. I'm willing to get out of here and get into the deep waters and say, I can't, God, but you can. I need your strength. I know you can, so I'm diving in. Here we go. Ephesians 1, verse 18 and 19. It says, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know his incomparably great power for us who believe. That's my prayer for you. Anything God has ever done he can do now. Think about that. Anything God has ever done, he could do now. Anything God has done anywhere, he could do here. Anything God has ever done for anyone in the history of the world, he can do for you. 
but you got to step out and you got to dive. It's just taking a dive and saying, okay, God, I don't have what it takes, but I know you do. That's the kind of God we serve. Let's stand for a word of prayer together. Our holy God, we praise you. God, there are times with fear, with trembling, we step out. And God, there are times we find ourselves in over our head and we're drowning. And God, whatever the storm, whatever the obstacle, whatever it is that you've placed on people's hearts today, God, I pray you'd give them the strength to just start. To just keep at it. God, you're amazing. Most times when we doubt, when we're afraid, when we get focused on the wrong things, God, I thank you for the many times you've picked me up, that you've pulled me out of those deep waters where I just couldn't get my breath. God, we praise you and we thank you for that power that you promised to us if we just ask. We give you the glory. We give you the praise this day and every day. Amen.